OMG. Did you just suck at that TV or radio interview? If your media appearance went sideways, get in touch to request a free review. Just send us the video or audio and our friendly experts will give you some ego-massaging feedback. Just Google Marvellous Media Training to find out more. Hi, I'm Steve Bleers, this time on the Media Training Podcast. If you switch on the news, you will hear politicians do this all of the time. They just can't help themselves, and frankly, they are mostly lousy at it. You will hardly ever need to avoid a question. But let's face it, it's fun to practice. Today we're going to discuss how to answer difficult questions from the media. Now, this is probably the number one question that is Googled by people who've just put the phone down after speaking to a journalist and agreeing to appear on air. Oh no, I'm going to be on TV quick. How do I avoid, how do I avoid saying something? How do I avoid saying the wrong thing? And before we get into how to waste everyone's time by just avoiding answering questions on air, let's look at your motivation for being here. Yes, appearing in the media can be daunting, nerve-wracking even, but let's not lose sight of why you've been invited to speak on the media, because you have something useful or helpful to say, yeah? So, if you're not a politician, and if you're not here to apologise for some terrible cock-up, then it's extremely unlikely that you're going to need to deploy question avoidance tactics. To put this in context, the vast majority of media interviews aren't a point scoring exercise. They're just an exchange of ideas. Here at Marvellous Media Training, we encourage our clients to be helpful and share their expertise and their thought leadership. So, your starting point going into a media interview shouldn't be, how can I dodge these questions? It should be, how can I help? How can I clarify? How can I add context to a story? In short, you will hardly ever need to avoid a question. But let's face it, it's fun to practice. Okay, rant over. Let's get into avoiding questions. So the number one way to avoid journalist questions, it's called acknowledging and bridging. There are lots of other titles for this, but let's stick with this one, acknowledging and bridging. If you switch on the news, you will hear politicians do this all of the time. They just can't help themselves. In any politician's interview, you will hear this technique. Basically, you acknowledge the question. Yes, I hear what you're saying. But then, without answering the, the question, you bridge onto your own point. Yes, I hear what you're saying. But I think the key point here is X, Y, Z. Yeah. As I say, politicians do this all the time, and frankly, they are mostly lousy at it. Quite often, they won't even acknowledge the question. They'll just launch into what they want to say. So here are some examples of acknowledging and bridging. I understand that's a concern, but let's look at the bigger picture. Or, yes, we've faced some challenges there, but what's truly exciting is... And... That's one way to look at it, and that's important, but it's also helpful to consider. Now, this technique is useful, but before you start practicing it, 
there are some key things that you need to consider. Firstly, do you actually need to avoid the question? If you can just answer the question, then just answer it. Wouldn't that be refreshing? People on TV just answering what they've been asked. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Secondly, before using this technique, journalists are not stupid. They interview people for a living and they don't like this technique. And when people did this to me, I didn't like it either. If you continue to avoid what journalists believe are quite reasonable questions, then the gloves will be off. Prepare for the rest of your interview to be challenging and tough. And thirdly, the audiences hate this technique. They don't like it. They don't like this type of question swerving. They find it shifty and inauthentic. Okay, that's acknowledging and bridging. It's got its place. Next, how do you avoid a journalist's question if you just don't know the answer or for whatever reason can't answer it? Well, you can just admit that you don't know or don't have the information they need. Sometimes it's best just to be honest about it. Say something like, I don't have that information at the moment, but I can find out and get back to you. Or you could say, I don't have the details on that right now, but it's something I can look into. It might be that you're not allowed to answer the question. So explain yourself. I'm sorry, I can't discuss that because of a confidentiality agreement, maybe, or a legal agreement. I will say, though, that no one is going to be happy with this sort of I don't know answer, especially if that's all you've got to say. Uh, you know, rather than appearing on air, you might be better off just issuing a written statement saying you've got nothing to say than appearing on air and saying nothing. What I would say is, though, it's important to be honest here. If you really don't know, then fine, but don't make stuff up. Don't pretend you don't know. It's a surefire way to get caught out, if not now, but further down the line. Okay, thirdly, on a more positive note, let's take a look at a more positive way to steer a media conversation in your favour. Let's look at a technique called framing. Now, this is not the sort of back of a envelope sort of thing you can do and plan five minutes before you appear on air. Framing is a way to shift the narrative around a topic and is especially useful if your organisation plays a role in social or political issues. What's great about this technique is it's not question avoidance per se, but it can take the conversation in a new direction. Okay, let's have an example. Now, the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, or JRF, is a former client of ours. They are a social change organisation working to tackle poverty in the UK. Now, they had a problem. Whenever they appeared in the media to talk about poverty, some journalists would argue, do we really have poverty in the UK? How come every, you know, how come poor people have got 50-inch TVs? You know, how can we have poverty in the UK if poor people can afford to buy cigarettes? You know, they'd be challenged on the metrics of what qualifies as poverty. And this was a big problem for them. So they needed to reframe the conversation away from homeless and poor people are lazy and why don't the unemployed just get a job? So they did a lot of work on how to talk about poverty with an organisation called the Frameworks Institute. And you can find this online. I'll put a link in the show notes or you could just Google JRF Framing Toolkit. It's a framing toolkit to talk about poverty. 
So, when challenged whether poverty actually exists, they would answer with something like, Rising living costs and unstable work is sweeping ordinary people into poverty, holding people down and stopping many from choosing their own path. Or, when challenged about poor people having widescreen TVs, they would say, I'm sure most people agree it's simply not right that we live in a society where so many people are locked into poverty. Now, it's powerful stuff, and you can find out more by taking a look at the Frameworks Institute in the UK. Okay, so those are just some of my tips on question ducking, diving, and avoidance. You can bridge away from them, you can admit you don't have the answer, or you can reframe them. Good luck with your media interview. If you need help with media training, get in touch. Just Google Marvellous Media Training. Thanks for listening.